Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Access to a wide range of renewable energy and energy efficient products. Let's go! And this is Paul Cooney with Mark Guidi, the last of the one hour specials this summer. Mark, it's the final friendly for the defending champion Celtic tonight. He's won 22 medals, 11 of them titles, James Forrest. Testimonial tonight, Atletico Bilbao, 7.30. Yeah, and, and uh, well deserved. Uh, I think it's more than 50,000 is going to be inside Celtic Park um, tonight. A wonderful turnout for, for a player who has no ego, Paul, but has delivered time and time again. Uh, met James a few times. Um, very talented footballer. Very humble person and uh, a credit to himself and his family and he deserves this big turnout tonight. 467 games. Remarkable. If you're going to the game, give us a call. 0808 17 17 700. Celtic kick off the campaign. Cinch Premiership starts lunchtime on Saturday. Celtic against uh, Ross County and it's going to be the unfurling of the flag. It's going to be James Forrest. Nice touch. It is, yeah. And again, you know, it's, it's few and far between now. Uh, players who get testimonials Callum McGregor may well be next um, of course but yeah James Forrest uh, enjoy the moment share it with his his family share it with the Celtic supporters Atletico Bilbao will come there and we'll make a game of it Paul and it's a first chance for the Celtic supporters well, a lot of them would have been in Dublin at the weekend for the Wales game but to see them in action at Celtic Park you know three or four new signings possibly going to be um, involved so yeah it'll be a good occasion tonight at Celtic Park and a final game before you say before the uh, unfurled the flag on Saturday lunchtime. Some of the Rangers fans were at Ibrox for an open training session today and they saw Conor Goldson back training. Yeah, Conor Goldson is um, you know, a stalwart at the back um, for, for Rangers. Um, there's, there's been a, a shout, Paul, that Stephen Gerrard may be interested in taking him um, to Saudi Arabia. I don't know really, to be honest, if there's anything in that um, at the moment, but certainly Stephen Gerrard rated um, Goldson um, highly, but Rangers would not want to lose um, Conor Goldson, that's for sure. Michael Bull sees him as um, you know, part of the long-term plan. For sure, because arguably they will need more defenders. Balligan's come in, but surely he's in as cover. Uh, John Souter, you'd love to think that he could go the whole course, and maybe he can this season. Yeah. But- but you would expect more to come in. Yeah, uh, they've got Sterling who who's yep. injured. I know they they, they they think very highly of uh, of Sterling. Wonderful pace. Um, you can play in the right back area or um, in a back three um, as well. And as you say about Jordan Souter, you know, big season for him at, at club level. He was very very unlucky last season in, in terms of you know injuries uh, ravaged um, him in terms of what he could do for Rangers. But a big season for Rangers and for John as well to to make sure he stays involved the international set up for, for Steve Clark because we've got a massive 11 months sure ahead enough. of us it's going to be some season and it starts this week all the talking is just about over Rangers kick off the campaign uh, later on 5.15 on Saturday at Rugby Park I'll tell you who's in charge of the two games it's going to be Willie Collum in charge at Rugby Park and Nick Walsh in charge of Celtic against Ross County shall we take some calls you ready Mark? Absolutely, looking forward to it. 0808 17 17 700 or join the conversation at Go Football Show. First up, from the Gorbals, it's Gary. Good evening, Gary. Evening, Paul. Evening, Mark. Hi, Gary. How are you doing? You're looking forward to... You're going to the match tonight? 
Yeah, yeah, all, all set to go uh, very soon. Um, one of one of our own, basically. You know, a, a one man, uh, a one club man rather. Um, and I, I really hope Celtic Park is is packed out for it because it, it really should be the, you know, we're we're famous for like kind of losing our hearts to players like Jota, managers like yeah. Ange, mm-hmm. who kind of come and go. They're ten a penny. They're, they're special. They give us special moments. Um, as they have done over the last few seasons, but none more so than players like James Forrest and Callum McGregor, you know, who, who have just shown so much loyalty to the club. And, and as I say, I hope the Celtic fans turn out in numbers tonight. That's a great point, Mark, isn't it? Because yeah. he is a bit of an unsung hero, despite yeah. 11 titles, is it six Scottish Cups and five League Cups? Yeah, and, and part of all the treble um, successes, yeah. the quadruple um, treble, you know, you think again... Um, what must be exciting for the Celtic players and every Celtic fan, Paul, is you look at the the, the James Forrest that Brendan Rodgers inherited and what he turned him into for two. He was outstanding and played in a number ten role sometimes as well. Came inside um, and played a you know a real big part in the success of that a couple of years. And uh, it's right, you know, you, your your jotters are yeah. are sexy and, and they get the headlines and stuff like that. Whereas James just gets on with his his business, but he's 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 done it over a period since. And credit to Neil Lennon. He identified him in the Celtic reserves, nurtured him as soon as Neil got the job permanently after Tony Mowbray. He got James Forrest um, involved and James has, has never looked back. So yeah, I, I mean Celtic Park will be packed tonight. There will be over 50,000. Um, yeah, let's hope it's, it hits the 60. Let's hope it's absolutely uh, every seat taken. And um, you know it's a chance to see the, a couple of new signings. Yeah. See Brendan Rodgers back at Celtic Park the first time in a game. And obviously the most important thing, paying tribute to James Forrest. Gary, you're looking forward to seeing Navrocki for the first time? Yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see that the most of the new players. Hopefully, we get a, a good look at all of them. I'd, I'd imagine that, that Brendan Rodgers will probably kind of go with, or, or, or very least finish with the team that he's going to probably start with on Saturday yeah. uh, against Ross County. Um, and I've, I'm not too sure what to expect from the new guys. I, I've seen a wee bit of them on Saturday against uh, when we played Wolves. But, you know, um, listen, if, if we can slot in well, my, my worry is for Scar Stalfield in terms of this, you know, this ongoing rumour that, that he might be leaving the club kind of thing because we really need to solidify that defence like we did last season, him and Carter Vickers at the back. Yeah, because you wouldn't have wanted, you wouldn't have expected to start the game at the weekend with Liam Scales, for example, and that's yeah. nothing against him, yeah. but it looks as though he might go back to Aberdeen or Stephen Welsh at right back. Yeah, um, I would, Gary, I certainly would be concerned about rumours, and if uh, Carol Starfield's going to go, then he'll go. You know, if the club could get yeah. a fee, a fee that suits them, and they might have somebody else lined up. But at the moment, don't be, don't concern yourself with rumours. <laughs> Not this time. It's either there's still a month of the transfer window to go, so there's plenty to come. Uh, believe me so look, don't be concerned about that Carol Starfelt Starfelt is a right good Celtic player he's really come on he's played a big part uh, in what happened the success under um, Ange Postecoglou and if something else happens then fair enough but at the moment we'll just crack on and, and see how he, he gets on let's say uh, Nwaki Carter Vickers isn't he far away Paul um, as well and you know what a boost it'll be to, to Celtic to get um, Cameron Carter Vickers back because with the greatest respect to all the other players at the club he is by far the best defender at the club and for me he's also the best defender in Scottish football best in Scotland Mark you know loads of journalists and people have made careers of rumours over the years some great journalists as well it's part of the thing keeps it all going for all of us but, but that's a great point you make let's wait to see what happens there Gary do you expect a few more signings I think the Celtic fans do we'll hear a bit from Brendan Rodgers but what's your thinking on it 
Another striker? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see another striker come in. Um, you know, I think we've, we've still to see the best of all up front. And uh, obviously, uh, Tillion players like that, you know, they, mm. they can adapt as forwards into strikers kind of thing. So, um, yeah, more more along the back line, I think. Uh, I would like to see a striker come in, but I think across the back line, maybe another centre-back and possibly another left-back. What about the goalkeeping position? What do you feel, Gary? Well, do you know what? Yeah. Like, I, I think there's a lot of bad press against Joe Harper now for the Celtic fans, you know, and we all, always bang on the Celtic fans about loyalty. Players don't show loyalty to the club. Well, Joe Hart's shown loyalty to Celtic and, and I, I just feel he's getting very, very hard done. Now, for a million pound uh, signing, he's been tremendous. He's been absolutely tremendous. And yeah, like, listen, he's, he's getting on in years. But I don't think there's any real reason to worry this season. I think maybe in January you could probably start looking at, at bringing in a, a top-class keeper to replace him. But I, I have no worry okay. about Joe Hart for, for this season, to be fair. Mark? No, I, I've no worry about him either. I know obviously he didn't cover himself in glory with the, with the goal um, against Wills at the weekend and uh, against Yokohama. Um, a couple of weeks ago um, in Japan but uh, you know I, I pretty much agree with what Gary says I've supported Joe Hart he's a top quality goalkeeper and what you got to do in a situation like this Paul you've got to judge the what Brendan Rodgers feels now if Brendan Rodgers feels he needs to get a goal they'll be trying to get one in the background they've, they've been linked with one or two yeah. top goalkeepers now whether they can go and get him or not is, a, is another story but there's no point in just signing a goalie for the sake of it and by the way let's not forget for every mistake that Joe Hart's made, he's probably made four or five crackers. And, and when they yeah. get to a certain age, cracking saves that is, when they get to a certain age, it was the same with Alan McGregor the last couple of years. As soon as he made them, he said, oh, that's it, he's passed it, he's that. Age is just a number. It is, it's just a number, particularly for a goalie. So, don't wait and see. If Celtic go and sign somebody and um, you know, don't underestimate how important goalkeepers are, and if you do find one at the seven, eight million quid mark and you feel that he can make a huge difference to, to the, the back line of your team, then I would go and pay it as much as I would pay £8 million for a striker. And on your point about the striker, so Kyogo's there and O's there. Um, now, if you bring in a third striker, how do you keep him happy if you only play one up top? And if you think back to Brendan Rodgers' first time at the club, he was asked to bring in a third striker or a fourth striker. He says, but I only play with one up top. Mm -hmm. I don't need it. So how do unless you think somebody's going to be injured or out long term, you certainly don't spend a lot of money on a third striker. And I agree, Kyogo's different class as we know. And I like oh, I like the look of him. He gives the Celtic side something different when he comes on. He's different from Kyogo. Um so I don't see a rush to sign a new striker. And certainly if they do, I don't think you're paying big money for him. Gary, what do you feel about across the city and Rangers signings? Eight so far. It looks as though Sifuentes. I see at the training day, the manager, Michael Beale, said, watch uh, the airport for the next 48 hours so could someone else be coming in? And Barry on this programme on Monday said there's at least one more to come. What do you feel? Yeah, I think I think they're definitely... Listen, they had to, had to do something for, for this season coming. You know, I think Cantwell, if he can start doing his talking on the pitch... <laughs> Then uh, you know about a TikTok star, but if he can start doing his talking on the pitch, and I believe he Rangers have got a really good player for the money that they paid for him. Um, you know, Danilo's stats talk for themselves. You know, if if he can replicate that, but it's all whiffs and butts at this stage. You know, it's it's not players that I know a great deal about. Um, you know, I think was it Boy Sterling is 
you know, yeah. is, is um, I think a few loan moves he he's had in his career. I think Butland will be a decent signing for them. Um, you know, but I think that they're still going to miss that presence that Ryan Kent had at one point and Morelos had at one point. I know they didn't have great seasons last yeah. year, but it's it's now they've got to replicate what they've given given kind of thing and. And I do think it'll be a lot closer than it has been. Do you think? Um, probably yeah. over yeah. the... Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I, I think Rangers were, were close last year in, in getting a cup. You know, he got to the cup final, cup semi-final. Um, I don't see us doing a treble. But, listen, bread and butter, go and win the league. And then and then I'm perfectly happy with that. You know, see, when you look at the signings in both clubs, obviously, both Rangers have, have, have signed a lot more players because they had to have a bigger turnaround in the squad but Gary says they're a bit of an unknown with Rangers and, a, and it's the same with Celtic Paul and that's the thing there's no household names the Jack Butland we know about um, but what's he going to be like because he's not played first team football for two years regular first team football it was a bit like Joe Hart Joe Hart was a household name but he hadn't played regular football for a couple of years so you didn't really know what you yeah. were getting other than the fact that five or six years ago he was very good mm. and, and he was England's number one yeah. so I mean, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head, out with Joe Hart. And I come, when was the last time Celtic Rangers signed what we would term as a household name, as in somebody are watching on UK football week in, week out, that we know, Aaron Ramsey. Yeah. Sure. Didn't he work? Yeah. Didn't he work? Yeah, I mean, so that, that's, that, the, that's the thing about Celtic and Rangers players that must be really exciting for the whole city, Paul, um, particularly this weekend when the league action starts. They are pretty much all unknown. Yeah. They might all do well or they might not. They're not coming here with fantastic pedigrees with 200 first-team games under their belts and 50 or 60 goals at a high, high level. So they're, they're, they've signed a few unknowns, which I think is good. It's good to of see course, it and it's good yeah. to see how, how it all um, works out. Because remember a few years ago, it would be the Craig Bellamy's coming to yeah. town. For example, you know, Bobby Keane. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, but now they can go to the Middle East, you know, the equivalents, the big names, the, day, the, the days of the big names coming up here at 32, 33 may have yeah. gone. But yeah. the excitement, as you say, is, well, nobody knew Hatati yeah. you know, a couple of years ago. Hata- you look at Brend and um, Ange Postacoglu's first signing spell, first wave, Abada, yeah. Jota, Carter Vickers. Didn't know anyone apart mm-hmm. from James McCarthy. Didn't know anyone. Bern yeah. never heard of him. Yeah. You know, so you look at guys like that, Juranovic, no, yep. don't know much about him. You look at Rangers five or six signings this summer, don't know much about them at all. So that that that's the good thing which makes it really exciting, but particularly for the Rangers players, bear in mind this time next week, we're going to go into Champions League qualifiers, they need to hit the ground running and the manager needs to find partnerships that are going to work because they've had one or two shaky moments at the back as well in the past couple of games and they need to get that right especially when you're going to such a tough place as uh, Rugby Park on Saturday night. Here's a bit from Brendan Rodgers saying, you know, naturally he's looking, yep, it was a treble last season, but he thinks the team can improve. We want to improve the squad. I think everyone looks and thinks that we might be bringing in a 15, 20 million pound player. Now, the reality is that that won't be the case. Uh, it's, it's not where the, the club is based on, but, but that doesn't mean there's not talented players out there that we want. Um, so there's still quite a way in the, to go in, in, the, in the window so we'll look to improve the squad again and continue with that we've done a lot of early business which has been great that allows the players to come in and settle and of course we want to do some more so, um, but I'm quite calm in that and uh, as I said the players that we have are working very well and we'll look to uh, bring some more in to help them Two hours and ten minutes to go Gary to kick off what kind of reception will the manager get? 
I think, well, I would hope he'd, he'd get a, a very good one. Um, you know, I think obviously this is the, the testing ground for Saturday. I, I think it was, I can't remember who it was I was listening to. It says, you know, it doesn't matter what's went on in the past, what's happened in the past. All the Celtic fans, as of Saturday, need to start pulling in the same direction. You know, you can have opinions on the manager and what happened when he left the last time. But, you know, we've all got to be pulling in the same direction, singing off the same hymn sheet. And, you know, we've all just got to get behind the team because that's the only way we're going to go forward. And as for, like, the, you know, the 15, 20 million pound marquee yeah. signings, and, you know, I think they are far, they are long gone. And the Celtic fans don't really want, they don't, are not desperate to see a 15, 20 million pound player. Yeah. What they want to see is very good, really talented players coming in. And I don't care if it costs 15 million or 150 grand. As long as they can do the business on the pitch for Celtic, then I'm perfectly happy with that. I think that's well summarised, Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. It's absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you've, you've summed it up well there, uh, Gary. Certainly 15 won't be happening. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. The, the, thing, the good thing for Celtic is if they see a player that really catches their eye and he costs 9 or 10, they have the financial muscle to yeah. go and do it. That That's the yeah. thing that they have in the locker. But quite rightly, Brendan Rodgers and the board, they won't spend just for the sake of it. And on the point tonight, and, and I'm forgetting it's Brendan Rodgers' first game back at Celtic Park as well as manager, I hope it gets a wonderful reception from the Celtic fans. And I think it would be it would be a shocker if he didn't, if the whole of Celtic Park wasn't united uh, tonight behind the new manager. Mark, you have to forgive him, Gary, because he's just off a flight back from Washington. <laughs> you were over there. Well, you, you took in Villa at the weekend. Yeah, yeah I was over for a yeah. few days, yeah, and uh, watched uh, Aston Villa against... Um, Brentford 3 each yeah. Um, yeah. Game, really good nice. game um, and uh, yeah it was good great city Paul enjoyed it how was John McGinn? yeah he was in good yeah. form yeah he was in good form yeah he, uh, he played well captain the team played for an hour then then came off but you know you and I Emery absolutely loves him and he's uh, buzzing with the Aston Villa skipper buzzing for the new season and what a big year for John and Scotland hopefully mm. we hope this time next yeah. year we'll have been to well, Germany yeah and of course Aaron yeah. Hickey's playing for Brentford yeah. as well so so he's there then it was Chelsea and Fulham after so you know Hickey's a massive player for Scotland Paul he, he's Hickey the field down the road and within the mm. Scotland camp Hickey's going to be a superstar an absolute superstar I hear you saying yes Gary you agree yeah absolutely yeah. totally agree I think that, that spell he's had in Italy um, mm. you know, and, and now come over to a Brentford who have done really well in the Premier League so far. You know, funnily enough, I was in I was in America myself. I was in Florida um, for for a few weeks and, and took in one of the MLS games oh, at wow. Orlando City. I thought your accent um, had changed a wee bit. I thought that's not a Gorbals <laughs> accent. <laughs> <laughs> well, which one did you take in just before we go? Uh, Orlando City and Chicago Fire. Do you know what? I've actually um, I managed to get one of the players' jerseys after the game. So oh, did you? Yeah. Kind of got a soft spot for the for Orlando City now. Fantastic. So kind of looking out for the results. Gary, enjoy the match tonight. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Access to a wide range of renewable energy and energy efficient products. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney, Mark Quay, and we're here every evening now with Global Eco Energy. Tomorrow night, it's the John Harson, the big two, or two of the big ones, John Harson and Barry Ferguson. You know then that, what, Mark? Four days to go to kick off. It's been one of these summers, though, isn't it? I know the weather's not great at the moment, but given there wasn't any major tournament, apart from the Women's World Cup, but we're not there, that um, you've missed it, haven't you? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. But I think, you know, even though there's a a month to go of the transfer window, um, I think there's been some exciting uh, movement. And we've said there's a lot of players that we don't enter about, you're doing research on, trying to work out how they'll, they'll, they'll do 
etc etc but you know obviously there was a big Jota move at 25 million quid there was Ange Postecoglou leaving Brendan Rodgers coming in and then you know Rangers going out and, and doing what they said they would do and, and bringing in uh, you know plenty of players um, early in the window to, to give them time to settle in and obviously Paul this time next week as well we're into Champions League qualifiers which are huge huge occasions game changers of course game yeah. changers for Rangers to get into the Champions League financially and Genk and Servette 1-1 isn't it and they one, play one. tomorrow night so yeah. Rangers will find out who they're up against it comes really quickly and remember last year it was tough for them at the beginning mm. Union San Galois and then against PSV the first leg was mm. tough and then one of the best performances of the season yeah and it, and it looked so good for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst yeah. I think right okay there's, there's a real um, challenge going to come from Rangers or they're, they're going to take Celtic all the way it's going to be a nail biter and it never happened as I said Paul I think there was a four day period where it just collapsed for Van Bronckhurst and, and the players that was losing at Celtic Park and then in the Amsterdam Arena back to back losing heavily both games and really when you look at it now Rangers didn't recover from that and unfortunately Giovanni Van Bronckhurst lost his job Danilo Deserves Lammers Sterling Dowell mm. Butland Balogun and Sima so far and Sifuentes the deal is done mm-hmm. and it sounds as though he'll be here soon Barry Ferguson said there'll be at least one more in, not including Sifuentes here is someone who's been on the socials saying Michael Beale needs to fix the left side of the defence there needs to be outgoings and then strengthen hopefully that happens before the window closes so that's 31 days away Ben Davies he says is not good enough neither is Borna Barisic Yilmaz is still unknown over the course so a quality challenger at left-back would be a smart move. He says, if we can fix this, we can have a real chance to win the league. Danilo will tear it up for us, as will Cantwell, Sifuentes, Raskin and Lammers. So that's uh, come in one of the many messages. What do you think of what he's saying there? First of all, the defence. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, they, they do need to sort it out, Paul. I mean, I, I've only seen them, you know, maybe four or five times, but I, I have liked the look mm-hmm. of Yilmaz. But only Michael Beale will know or only Michael Beale will have an opinion. Is Yilmaz good enough in that area or am I better with Barisic or do I need somebody else? And whatever the answer to that may be, it needs to be better than what they've had. And that's why so many changes were needed because what they've had hasn't been good enough because they've been a distance away from Celtic for two years now. Only won one old firm game last season, Paul. That was a game that was the last one this season when Celtic already had the title. Um, wrapped up so that tells you its own story competitively competitively, in the league games and in the two cup competitions Rangers couldn't beat Celtic what does that tell you? it tells you they're not good, not enough. good enough what they have isn't good enough to beat the current champions to beat the current benchmark and therefore you've got to go out and get better players and the ones that you have that you keep on you've got to improve them and that's all the challenge for Michael Beale and his coaching staff with the ultimate aim of overturning Celtic in the next 38 league games that starts on Saturday afternoon. If you're unable to do that, given the amount of new players that are in, given the spend that the board have given to the manager, then he may well lose his job and he knows that. That is the bottom line and the the the, the person on social media who's saying yeah, that and is, is absolutely yeah. spot on. Ben Davis, does he get up well on last season's showing? No, he's not. Are you going to win a title with Ben Davis as your centre-half? I don't think so. So, therefore, you've got to go and find better. How would you start this weekend? So, at Rugby Park, what's the defensive uh, line-up for Rangers? Assuming they're fit. So, Connor Goldson, if he's fit, and he's back in training. Yeah. Um, I, how- I, I, I've normally, if if it was at Ibrox, Paul, I, I would be saying, just put Connor Goldson in and oh. get him, even if you can get an hour out, out of him, with the first leg of the Champions League qualifying. The fact that it's on 
AstroTurf at Kilmarnock I'm not quite sure again that of a decision but you know, it might just be say, Look, we need you we're just going to have to put you in there at, at centre half and I think he's the type of guy that would that would embrace that and say yeah uh, for, for sure Tavernier um, Suter p- picks himself and if Suter's fit uh, but the real I think Sterling's still a bit yeah he didn't go. play much yeah. he came so, on for we, but we saw next to nothing Sterling again with another four or five days training under his belt then Sterling uh, Paul got fantastic pace so that's a real asset to have in your defensive um, lineup. Now again I don't know because I thought um, early in the summer the way that Michael Beale might have been thinking about certainly giving himself a, a, an option to play a back three when you've got yeah. Golds and Suter and, and, and Sterling uh, it can give you that option with a more attack so, so, so for example if he doesn't think Barisic and Nilma is then they could put a more naturally attack minded player up and down that, that uh, left hand side in a kind of wing back role so you never know he might still have a, a tweak or two um, to make but certainly the, the left back area appears to be uh, a concern I know a lot of Rangers fans are asking what's going to happen to Borna Barisic is it time for him to move um, he's been great for Rangers <coughs> but the last two years not as good as he was what three or four years ago yeah. and also Yilmaz they're just not too sure I see Todd Cantwell is on social media today a rallying call to the Rangers fans saying let's fight for everything this season and I heard Gary the Celtic fan earlier mentioning that so oh, yeah. Paul that <laughs> We know in this part of the world and Todd, Todd Campbell's been here for six months now yep. so he should know as well that's absolute minimum that you go and fight for it. If you're not going <laughs> yeah. to fight for it then sure. you shouldn't be putting the jails on you shouldn't be at the club. It's, it's not about fighting for it it's about winning it it's about turning these reality comments or videos or whatever it is he does on there <laughs> and, and turning it into reality at the end of the season where come May that you are watching James Tavernier hold the, 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 the Premiership trophy rather than watching Callum McGregor do it. So that's what it's all about. The, the fight, yeah, that's a minimum. That's got to be a gimme. It's about having the quality and having the mentality mm-hmm. over 38 games to overcome a Celtic team. And in the past couple of years, Rangers haven't managed to do that and they need to correct it if, if they want to all uh, stay on side with the Rangers supporters. One of the good things in the summer, Marcus, we've had no arguments about VAR. Although you saw in a couple of the games recently, some of the friendlies, that VAR, for example, Wills probably wouldn't have had a penalty at the weekend. So VAR will be back this weekend in the Premiership. Um, what changes would you like to see this year? Given that we've had our first, what, six months of it? Uh, well, I mean, without anything um, specific coming to mind right away, Paul, just in general terms, um, that our referees are, 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 are better and VAR's better and there's more consistency I think the, the word that we probably heard a lot from managers at full time last season was uh, a lack of consistency well some referees and some VAR were given things and after you know and speed it up as well three, four, five minutes to, to, to make a decision no way it's like a committee um, meeting going yeah, on, it's, it? just, yeah. it's just not good enough and also as well um, and only if it's right but no pals act what do you mean? If you're, if you're yeah. called to the screen, if you're the match referee on the pitch and you're called to the screen by the VAR official, don't just automatically, well, because he's called me to the screen, I need to give the decision. You know, if you still feel that you're right, then stand by yourself. And if, if you're overturning the guy, the guy in the van is only there to help. The guy who's on the field is a guy who should be making the, the decisions. And if he needs the help of VAR, fine. But don't, don't just be thinking... Um, that you have to give the decision as soon as VAR calls you to over over to the screen. But certainly just more consistency, Paul. It wasn't it wasn't good though. I mean I can remember we're on here every Monday yeah. night. Yeah. Me, you and Barry. And every Monday night 
we were dominating the programme with VAR with our referees four weeks out of five we were dominated by VAR and some of the shockers that we had on a Saturday and Sunday afternoon well, we'll be back on Monday night as well the three of us but let's hope there's not too much on VAR and Gar since I last saw you as well so Hibs went into Europe with great hopes to Andorra should yeah. have been a gimme you know the story it wasn't yeah. uh, luckily from you know a Scottish point of view John Newell got that goal right at the end so 2-1 and you saw what happened afterwards on social media they were getting pelters from the 200 Hibs fans yeah. and the manager saying calm down um, I see today Hibs are going to pay Rosa 700 grand for a new striking a partnership for Martin Boyle when he's back is Dylan Venti. Yeah. Um, so he was attracting attention from Coventry, Sunderland, Palermo, maybe, and Pisa. The, Big the, money, Paul. It is, isn't uh, it? It's a massive amount of money it's for a big Hibs. signal from yeah, the board. It is, you know, and credit uh, to them. You know, Ron Gordon's family have said that they'll, they'll carry on what, what Ron had started and they appear to be going down that direction. You may also have the hand of the, the new. Um, so I had the recruitment and technical director, Brian McDermott, the, the old uh, Reading manager, um, and who's got good contacts um, all around uh, Europe. So certainly you want Hibs to go and get the... It is embarrassing to, to, to lose that game, but I get it. But these European ties are over two legs. So as long as Hibs get through, if they get knocked out, it's a different story, it's a different conversation. But as long as they get through over the 180 minutes, and I'm sure they will. It's the Red Imps one or Niederhorn, isn't it? Exactly. It's happened to all of them. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so, so you're saying, can't you agree with Lee Johnson in this instance? Right, wait a minute. Yeah, give of us, course it's concerning, yeah, sure. but it's over 180 minutes. It wasn't a one-off tie. So just, you know, relax and, and obviously... You've got every right to be concerned, every right to be disappointed because you've paid your money to go and support your team and, and they shouldn't be losing that kind of game. But give them, the manager and the players, the opportunity to overturn it at Eastern Road. I see today that uh, David Martindale, the manager, hugely successful and long-running. That's what, three years now he's been in charge yeah. there, just under three years. He said, I'm not looking forward to the new season. If I'm sacked, I'll be on a building site within days. Now, I'm hoping there's tongue-in-cheek there. He's been such a part of things there. Uh, what do you feel about David Martindale's... Uh, and are you worried about some of the managers? Well, Paul, I think it would, um, we'll probably see what well, over the course of the next 12 months, at least the of our top-flight managers will lose their job. I mean, if you look at last season, three. Robbie Nielsen, yep. Jim Goodwin, Callum Graham Davidson, sure. Graham Alexander, Graham Alexander right on, the, on the, the eve of the yeah. season, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, yeah. I think was, was it half the managers yeah. they did. Um, yeah. lost their job. Yeah. So you can say for... Uh, not that it gives you any pleasure to see it but I think at least three managers in our top wow. flight will lose their jobs in the next 10 months we'll come back to that in a moment or two let's go on the lines in the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy and Paul is on the line in Kirkintillic a Celtic fan good evening Paul yeah, hi good evening guys how are you doing hi good hi, thanks Paul. what's in your mind tonight uh, it's just uh, I'm looking forward to the start of the new season at the weekend uh, I think in some ways it's, it's, it's a bit a bit different to I thought it was going to be. Uh, across the, uh, the road, I see that m- much the same thing happens for Rangers uh, every season. I think they're quite used to the, the bringing a, a rake of players. Uh, they're used to that kind of thing. Uh, with us, I think that Brendan Rodgers came in, uh, accepted it, wasn't overly happy with it, but uh, accepted it for the for his, his his coaching ability alone kind of thing. No no the no harm in the way that he left the club. But uh, I still think that it's it's difficult to listen to him speaking. And I think he knows that as well. He's not done a lot of interviews. Uh, and for the 
from friends I mean I speak to. He's he's still he's not got any goodwill in the bank. Uh, so I think if he starts well and gets his own, I, I'm honestly not interested in the guy as long as he makes us better. If he makes us better in Europe, I'm sure this will ease off. But uh, I don't think there is a lot of goodwill for Brendan Rodgers to be honest. And if he doesn't hit the if he doesn't get the results in, uh, I think that I'm not saying they'll get the bullets straight away of that, but uh, he'll need to be on his game, I think, because he's he's coming back to a totally different environment. Mark, I mean, you know, Brendan Rodgers isn't here to to um, to go and have dinner with Celtic supporters or, or, or to go and spend the night with him. He's here to win football games. Mm-hmm. He's here to make players better, win football games, and make the Celtic fans happy at the right moments when you get into cup finals and when the, the league championship is handed out next May and obviously you've got, the, you've got the Champions League nights and you want to go and get a couple of wins and improve on the way it's been uh, the past few years there might be um, I dare say there will be some Celtic fans that they won't have a lot of a goodwill in the bank from but they say he's there to to go and do a job as a manager of the club um, I think it's an outstanding appointment I've said that I think it's an upgrade on, on um, Ange Postacoglu because I think we're a number of Celtic fans and they haven't got past the point yet because there's not been competitive games. They only remember the Brendan Rodgers that left the club in the February or March yeah. of his third season. And at the time, I'd, I understood why he left. I got it. And I could absolutely see why he did leave. And, <laughs> and for me, I didn't have a problem. On a professional level, you could move jobs. I didn't have a problem with it. It was unfortunate for Celtic. I get that. But knowing some of the circumstances, I didn't have a problem with it. But when you think back to his first two years, he won seven trophies out of seven. And as I said tonight in the programme about James Forrest, look at the James Forrest he inherited to what he turned into. Scott Brown, Callum McGregor, Kieran Tierney, the list goes on. He's signing Scott Sinclair, sensational player of the year uh, in, his, in his first season. So you think back to all of that and if you take away Brendan Rodgers' exit and judge him on his 30 months as manager, you can't fail to be impressed and that's why I think you should be excited about him coming back because Brendan knows that there's one or two fans that are not having him and he gets that he understands why that's the case so there's that extra determination from him and that extra fire in his belly he's up for this Paul mm-hmm. Brendan Rogers is up for this and it's because of some of the comments that Paul's made there and he's made them very well he's made them very uh, fairly but Brendan Rodgers wants to go do really well for those reasons that Paul's mentioned. Paul, this is what he did say. He was asked, is he apprehensive about coming back? Yeah, no, there's no apprehension. You know, I, I made a decision to, to leave, which uh, I said before I didn't regret. You know, Celtic done well after I left. You know, I had a good spell at, uh, at Leicester and uh, we won some trophies. So I come, I come back. You know, I've had a great support from the Celtic supporters. That, listen, you won't always get... Uh, everyone on side but I think my experience in life tells me that uh, people forgive when it suits and they forget when it's convenient and uh, my job purely is to just concentrate the priorities the players and the staff making sure that we can be the best that we can be in order to help the supporters uh, dream again and that's that's what I achieve and listen I'm pretty sure the first time I was here there wasn't everyone was behind me and it'll probably be the same here but as long as everyone supports the team and uh, and gives them everything which they normally do at Celtic then hopefully we can have a great season again Paul 
We hear what you're saying. And as Mark says, Brendan Rogers knows this. Are you looking forward to the season? Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to the season. Totally looking forward to the season. And that that's the thing. I'm trying to kind of strip back any kind of disappointment I had when, when he left sure. and think about his, kind of, his credentials. And, and he, he was the best guy for the job. He is the best guy for the job that was available. He's a big name. He's a he's a he's a bigger name than Foster Coakley, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it's just the whole shift from uh, the end up. I mean, everybody hung and Andrew's every word, uh, as they did in Brendan Rodgers Rogers yeah. first time round. But he's coming into a kind of different environment. Now, I hope the environment works out better. I think that maybe this gets it does teach the supporters a wee bit of lesson. Yeah, it makes you grow up a wee bit. You think. Yeah. Don't be so emotionally involved. The guy's in doing a job. If the guy goes in, if Brendan Rodgers comes in, makes us better, and I think in Europe's a big thing, mm-hmm. I'll be totally delighted. I couldn't care less. He's, everybody makes mistakes. There was a mistake he made. No, I'm sure. not interested. I don't want to hear he's sorry, and I don't want to hear anything like that. But as long as he makes us better, I'll be delighted. Paul, that's a really good call and you're really honest. And he said, and Brendan Rogers said, he's not apologising or whatever, he doesn't regret going. Nor should he. No, indeed. He made, a, he made and, a professional decision. And here's the thing, Mark, the fact that, you, you know all the kids that loved uh, Ange and Jota and all that, they have gone. Yeah. And, and it's a reality. And yeah. that maybe helps Brendan Rogers as well. Okay, it, it was does, February right. time. It this, this has made a difference. But, I know kids yeah. that are going, all oh, right, yeah. Ange I'm has a, gone. Yeah, and I think as well, a lot of supporters... Uh, uh, you know, when Ange fronted the, the season ticket campaign yeah, and they, and they yeah. thought, oh, that's it, he's definitely staying, he's not going, and then he's away and it I just know. goes to show, and Paul, you'll know it now, yeah. Brendan Rodgers, but I think he most, Ange Poster called, these guys are here to do a job, mm-hmm. they're professionals, and if they get a better opportunity, what they feel, and, and, and we all know as well, it's very, very rarely that they'll leave Celtic to go to a bigger club, but they can go to a bigger league and they can quadruple or five, yeah. six times at their salary and we've just got to accept that's a fact of life and a lot of them want to do it and they shouldn't be criticised for doing that. Eusebi's must be gutted. Giovanni's away <laughs> and so is Ange. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Access to a wide range of renewable energy and energy efficient products. Let's go! This is Paul Cooney with Mark Goody. Listen, I just want to say thanks to everyone who's made the switch. Thousands of you. And that's year four started yesterday, Mark. Yeah, you were here right really? from the beginning. Oh, no, you made the switch as well. That's right. <laughs> no, genuinely you did. Uh, from some great people there as well. But thank you. So many people yeah. are making the switch. So we're on every night from five and more to come on the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Tomorrow night, John Hartson and Barry Ferguson will be here. And then, yeah, Thursday, Stephen McGinn will be here along with Peter Grant and Andy Walker is joining us, I think, with Barry on Wednesday. And you'll be back. We're back to normal Monday as well. I'll always change, but working again, having the double uh, up one, it's been good. Um, It flies in, a lot of good calls, but you can just tell tonight, Paul, the calls that are coming in. Celtic yep. fans, the points with the Rangers fans, everybody's really excited. And you think on Monday night we're going to have plenty to talk about from what happened on Saturday and Sunday. And of course, you'll be building up with Rangers Champions League qualifier, 30 to 40 million quid on yep. the line for Rangers. Yep. Absolutely massive for Michael Beale and the players and the supporters. And James, exactly what I was about to say. You know, we've teamed up, Mark, with Alea. Uh, the brand new sports bar 
and we're going to give you the chance to win £250. So on Alan on Friday, they won £200. So just go to thisisgo.co.uk and register and you could be going to the new bar, which is going to be opened up from 6pm to 6am. So it's a kind of early night for you. <laughs> Just a 12-hour shift, Indeed, that's not bad. Yeah. Take you back to Washington. No, of course you were there. I'm sure it wasn't, but it'll be great. And then on match days, it'll open up, you know, if the game's at three, it'll be on beforehand or whatever. So the Alea Sports Bar relaunched down by the Clyde said We remember, we remember yep. it well. So that'll yep. be magnificent. £250. It could be you uh, this Friday speaking to Barry and uh, Andy so this is go.co.uk quite a few people coming on there about Brendan Rogers and saying it's going to be interesting tonight you know we heard Paul a little while ago and he, he put his points very well praised Brendan Rogers but you can tell that, I haven't heard that for a while actually how gutted people were at the time and I sense that with Ange having gone albeit that they loved Ange but, and he, he was there till the end of the season but he has gone and maybe people realise it's a yes. business and Jota away to the Middle East and you know yep. nobody would have expected that do you think I just listened to what you said earlier on Conor Goldson is there a chance that Stephen Gerrard will come in for the big defender well, there's certainly there's, there's been one or two things doing the rounds um, about the, the um, you know Stephen Gerrard being interested in taking Conor Goldson to, to Etify whether it's it's you know it's on the money um, or not Paul but certainly if you know if Stephen Gerrard fancies Conor Goldson then you know as we know with the Saudi Arabian clubs money's no object pretty much Nine players out of ten, unless it's killing Mbappe. Nine players out of ten, if you want them, you you, you get them. And for players, it's um, you know, it's it's real life changing, um, life changing money. It's absolutely massive, isn't it? So Jota has gone, and we've seen so many others. Doesn't look as though Mbappe's going to be there. And what about Harry Kane? What's the latest? So there's a meeting yesterday. Daniel Levy, along with the Bayern uh, directors, but. I believe he's still saying he wants 100 million. And I mean, it appears to be Bayern Munich are the only club um, yeah. in town. Uh, you know, there's certainly been talks behind the scenes, there's no doubt about that, with Bayern Munich and Harry Kane's representatives. There seems to be uh, a willingness from Harry Kane to, to go and try the, the Bundesliga. Uh, and remember as well about, about Harry Kane, Paul, for all, he's, he's brilliant and he is. I mean, he's outstanding and he's a captain of England. Um, I don't know if Ange Postecoglou's decided in a new um, captain yet with Hugo Lloris um, mm -hmm. leaving the club, but. Um, He's never won a, a, any silverware. Never won anything it's in his career. You know, it is anyway. He's yeah. and I know there's a goal scoring record that he'd have in mind. You know, yes. to beat Alan Shearer's, but he could go to Munich for a couple of years mm -hmm. and come back. But ultimately, you know, he's not the kind of guy who think, "Oh, it's all about me, and I just want to beat that goal record." No, he wants to look back in his career first and foremost. I would say, "Well, I won the Champions League, mm -hmm. or I won a league title, or, or whatever it may be, and yeah. I happened to beat Alan. You know, I scored three hundred goals, whatever it may be." Um, but I think for Ange Postecoglou, Paul, bearing in mind that their season's um, 11 days away, he'll, he'll want a decision quickly. He won't, he won't want this uh, rolling on. And he'll want to know what his money is so that he knows what he can spend and what kind of players that he can go for. Because replacing Harry Kane, you know, there's there's 25 goals gone. Not easy to, to, to replace him. We talked about the Rangers players that have come in during the summer. So what about Celtic, who'll be in action tonight against Athletic Bilbao? At 7.30, the kick-off, the James Forrest testimonial match. So, Navrocki, or Navrotsky, I think it's going to be, who's come in the centre-back from Legia Warsaw. Uh, Thiago, Odin Holm, the central midfielder. 
Um, Yang, and we saw him uh, briefly at uh, the weekend. Uh, and Kwon, the two of them came late last week from um, Asia. Uh, Tilio, Marco Tilio, maybe see him tonight. And Iwata converting the loan into a signing. Yeah, I mean, so, it's more than 10 million quid Celtic yeah, spent in the summer, yeah. Paul, you know, and, um, you know, five players there. So, so they've certainly spent money. Obviously, they've got the Jota uh, money in. Remember, they had to give uh, a sell on fee to uh, back to Benfica um, for that. But as we know, Paul, um, with Celtic's you know set of accounts and, and Champions League one in the next set of accounts to come, Celtic are, are in a an incredibly um, fortunate financial position. And credit to everyone at the club for um, for that. And that's why for Brendan Rodgers, if he and the recruitment staff spot a player that they think, Do you know what, it could be a goalkeeper, yeah. could be a number nine, could be a centre, whatever it may be, they've got the financial muscle to go and make it happen. They can go and do a £10 million deal and give a player 50 grand a week. Yeah. Not saying they're going to do it, but, they could. but the option is there for me to do it and that puts them at a completely different level from Rangers and every other club in this country and it's credit to Celtic for that. They should be congratulated for putting themselves in such a strong and healthy position. Brendan Rogers has been speaking. How does he feel about the preparations? Yeah, it's been a really good preparation for us. We've obviously got one more week to go and then... Uh, then it really matters next next Saturday. So, uh, yeah, it's I think everything that you know I've done in my last time here is all in the past. It's all in concrete what we achieved, which was great. But uh, now I've got a real determination now and to to have another really successful spell here, and and of course the the foundations of that we've looked to put in place over the preseason. Mark Weedy, you said you think he's more determined than yeah. ever because yeah. he's got listen Absolutely. he did brilliantly at Leicester and then he didn't get any money last summer and all the rest of it but he's got something maybe not to prove but he will want to show people in England and elsewhere that you know he's better than what happened late last season yeah. and for the Celtic fans he wants to win them back Paul, you, you look at his record you, you know I don't, I've not he must have more than 600 games mm-hmm. as a first team yeah. That's why I say he's an upgrade on, on Ange Postecoglou. He nearly took he nearly took Liverpool yeah. with the league title sure. as, as what a thirty eight year old. Yeah. Comes to Celtic, wipes the floor mm-hmm. with Scottish football. Absolutely wipes the floor. Goes down to Leicester, wins an FA Cup, takes something with a game or two of top four. Now I know that Leicester won the title under sure. Ranieri in two thousand sixteen, but you look at his his, his achievements. Um, he's that's why he's he's an outstanding manager. Still only fifty years old. And he's coming back and he's absolutely on it. He knows everything that's going on. A few of the Celtic supporters only have them because of the way he left the club. And that's fine. That's up to them. So that's why he's, he's got that extra tip. That's why Callum McGregor and the players of before are absolutely buzzing that he's back. They're loving it. I don't think we're going to hear you until the season starts. So I need to ask you, who do you think is going to win the title? Is it too early to say? Do you want to wait till the end of the window? I'm just giving you a chance because I'm throwing it at you. But what are the headlines? What do you expect to happen? Because I'm also going to ask Celtic's you... Celtic's a team to beat by a distance. For me, Celtic, um, yeah, I know they've lost Jota, etc. Et but for me, um, Celtic's the, the, the team to beat and it's going to take something exceptional, absolutely exceptional from Rangers to overturn Celtic. But right now... For me, it's Celtic. And who do you worry about for the bottom of the table? And there's contenders already. I mean, St. Johnson. Yeah, St. Johnson have got yeah. off to a, a terrible start. You know, losing to United, losing to Stenhouse Muir, um, losing to Stirling Albion, totally um, unacceptable. So Stephen McLean will know he need to get things going. He's, he's a he's a good young manager. Paul wouldn't rule him um, out. But I think you take away Celtic and Rangers, and yeah. and to be honest, see the other ten, Paul. Anything can happen. It, it really can. 
you know, Aberdeen could get dragged into it into the bottom six because they've got European football hearts could get dragged into it um, new management team Hibs could get dragged into it Lee Johnson shaky spells so listen see the other 10 anything could happen and Hearts of course have got this strange uh, situation with the the dual manager or a manager and, and also because that Stephen really works Paul it's not going to work that is really it? works yeah. I, I, we'll you know yep. and I'm, I'm I'm surprised at the, the experience and the hierarchy mm. at Hearts that, 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 that they've gone down there's now maybe maybe behind the scenes it's very clear you know who the who the gaffer is but we're certainly not getting that impression and, and when you've got that confusion only takes one or two bad results and the spotlight really gets thrown on you people will be watching uh, on Saturday because there's no major games in England they start after us yeah. so it's a big chance isn't it big crowds you know watching Sky yeah. watching Celtic against Ross County Brilliant and then Kilmarnock against Rangers great, that's great for great games yeah yep. great for our, our uh, Premier League to, to open uh, that way really exciting um, Paul Celtic at lunchtime you've got your three games in between including St Johnson uh, against Hearts you've got Dundee back up new manager Tony Doherty and then you've got Hibs St Mirren on Sunday afternoon and Kilmarnock Rangers at tea time on Saturday that is an absolute belter Mark thank you so much Cheers, Paul. tomorrow night we're back five until seven Barry Ferguson myself Paul Cooney and John Hartson The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy access to a wide range of renewable energy and energy efficient products Let's go Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. Crofty and Grado hear the stories behind some of Glasgow's best-loved restaurants. Frankie Boyle comes in quite often. Kevin Bridges, uh, he comes in match days. Calvin Harris is given here for breakfast. Crofty samples the vegan options. Uh, do you know what? I'm pretty excited about that. Seaweed? Are you allowed seaweed? I'm allowed seaweed. Uh. <laughs> and Grado samples everything else. See your, your haggis, nips and tatties. Uh. I was told this haggis gets made yeah, on yeah, the premises. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Before the ultimate test, the Dougie bag. It's... Different. <laughs> Episode 4 at Stravagan is available now. Search for Rate the Plate wherever you get your podcast with Glasgow Taxis. Trusted by the people of Glasgow for over 59 years.